How's it going, guys? Jared Lopes back here with you on the Dad Tired Podcast. As always, so good to be with you. If you just stumbled upon the podcast, welcome. We're glad to have you. We're a bunch of guys from around the world who are taking our faith, our family, and our marriage very seriously. If you want to connect with us, go to dadtired.com, click the community tab. That will link you over to a closed group that we've got on Facebook with thousands of guys from all over the world who are pushing each other to be more like Jesus. Today, we have Ryan and Selena, who are the founders of Fierce Marriage Ministry. This is such a good interview. I know you're going to love it and be encouraged by it. As we dive in, you're going to hear that we uh, they've got a bunch of books, and they were gracious enough to give a promo code on any of the bundles. So if you're looking to do a devotional-type um, thing with your wife— uh, where you read and she reads. Um, they've got a bunch of devotionals like that you can do as couples on their site, and they've set up the promo code DADTIRED so that you can use that to get an additional discount off the lowest price of any of their bundles. I know this is going to be a really encouraging interview, so without further ado, let's dive into my interview with Ryan and Selena from Fierce Marriage. Ryan and Selena, so grateful that you guys decided to hang out with us today. Uh, maybe for our audience who may not be familiar with everything that you guys are doing, just introduce yourselves. Tell us about your family sure. and what you're up to these days. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it, Jared. Thanks for having us on the show. This yeah. is something we've been looking forward to um, for a long time. Um, we definitely are familiar with with the dad tired phenomenon <laughs> <laughs> and the brand oh that it is <laughs> and also just the lifestyle that it is personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Ryan and Selena Frederick, those are those are our names, and we started <laughs> yes. a ministry. Uh, I don't know about six years six ago. Years, yeah, um, it's called Fierce Marriage, and it just started out kind of as a blog, and you know, my mom read it, and that was it. And then <laughs> God's grace has been on us, and we just basically set out this on this mission of of just pointing couples to Christ. That's kind of our mission statement and commissioning marriages for the gospel. Mm. And we just started kind of talking out of our own experience. At the time we were nine years married, we're going on, um, well, actually going 16. on 16 years married mm-hmm. now. Wow, cool. And um, yeah, so just kind of through the ups and downs of marriage and just kind of pointing ourselves and in the process, hopefully pointing others to the gospel mm-hmm. um, in whatever that trial or whatever that that season is. Yeah. I love it. What was there something that happened in that at that six year mark or six years ago that was like, man, mm. we just need to do something to encourage marriage? Was there something like personally happening in your yeah. guys' marriage or something you guys saw around you? Yeah, we uh, unfortunately we were kind of seeing a trend within some of our friends' groups and community, mm. and um, we'd been seeing people who got married around the same time as us, um, unfortunately get divorced and then remarried and in a few cases divorced again. And we Mm -hmm. couldn't understand why, you know, we are six, no, not six. We were like 10 years into it, right? Almost 10 years. And we were just still loving each other, still excited to be together. Like you're still my favorite person, even to this day. (laughs) Oh my God, what is different about our relationship? Is there anything that we can share? Not that we've got it figured out, but, how can we just encourage other couples uh, to seek God? Because obviously he was the one, you know, he's the center of, of, of our relationship and he mm. always has been, you know, from the beginning, which is kind of weird because we started dating in high school. Not weird, mm. but you don't hear of a lot of yeah, like Christian yeah. teenagers, yeah, you know, loving God together, pursuing purity and being committed to each other at such a young age. I think that's not very normal anymore. Yeah. Super so we rare. just kind of landed on that. We need to bring Jesus to this space for yeah. our generation. Yeah. And so um, 
I was a web developer and still am in a lot of ways, but <laughs> I basically created this like mock site and brought it to her and, and this, and we thought through it and I had to sell it on her, sell her on it rather. <laughs> and, and yeah, I got the green light and we started it. Yeah. Right Dang. then. So you guys met in high school. <laughs> yeah. We did. Actually we junior did. high. Oh my god! Well, met. I saw Selena in junior high. I don't recall this. We were very much. <laughs> I was visiting the school because my mom was interviewing for a job. It was a Christian school and my mom was a teacher. So she was interviewing. So I came with her on that interview day and ended up kind of auditing the classes mm -hmm. and like yeah. visiting. And lucky you. The first class I walked into was a <laughs> PE class and Selena was there Just playing. Just junior high PE. Love Just it. junior oh, high yeah. PE. But we were playing my favorite game. So I was super enthused. She was super enthused, super focused. I had no idea I was there because I was just a wallflower. <laughs> and I, I really, I, I think that moment, my, my heart dropped through the soles of my shoes and I, I think it was love at first sight. I mean, clearly I didn't know what love was at that age, but I spent about two years kind of getting my act together before I talked to her. So. Dang, man. What was Kidding the game? Man. I have to know the game you were playing. <laughs> well, it's called Flicker Ball, and it's a game that Flickerball. our PE coach had made up, PE it's, teacher made up. Yeah. And it's basically like basketball but there's plus frisbee plus on, football yes. in, in the gym. Yeah. It's I feel pretty like great. We need to spend the whole rest of the podcast just diving into that. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's good. It's worth it. It's, it's a fun game. Yeah, that's hilarious. So, so when did you guys actually start dating? Um, go, the summer going into our our junior year, we had the DTR. We defined the relationship. Yeah. We'd been friends yeah. before that for a very long time. Had a very similar friend group. Um, for about a year though, before that, he had liked another girl, and I hadn't really noticed until he liked another girl of course mm, right mm -hmm. and so i was like well okay. i didn't like the girl i took her to homecoming because I, I you were you, you were already taken you were taken by your friend i would have <laughs> gladly went with you I like we got just a lot kidding to unpack here you guys <laughs> we might this might conversation might go a different way today yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i'm kidding but yeah we just um we started, you came back from football camp and no braces and your hair was all one color Dang. and yeah, I just kind of walked through the doors, the wind blown behind him. And I was like, who's that's not, and it was Ryan. <laughs> it was Frederick. a real, she's all that moment. <laughs> you remember yeah, that dude, Freddie Prince Jr. movie? Yeah. yeah. Except for I was the girl. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't that's nerdy awesome. though. You were very into the grunge uh, scene. The so. Seattle version of nerd. Yeah. Was, yeah. So, Seattle, is that, is that, that's home? Was home for you guys? Or Basically, yeah. We're south of Seattle, about 30 miles. We're in a town called Tacoma, which, uh, for the record, is far superior to Seattle. I just have to say <laughs> that. Well, I'm in Portland, so I, I'm somewhat oh, there familiar you go. with the area. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. So we, we have a thing. We have a saying that, what is it? Uh, Seattle, Portland, and Tacoma are all brothers. Seattle's the brother that went to, went to school and got a job. Portland's the, the artist. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the artistic brother. Figured out. Yep. Yep. And then, yeah, still trying to figure out life. And then Tacoma's the brother that's always had a job and just kind of yeah. like right out of high school, went to the mechanic shop, <laughs> like worked at like the, you know, at the port or something. Oh my goodness. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, uh, I just took my wife on a date downtown Portland this last week and, um, Portland is so cool. It's like, it's a really, really yeah. cool city, but I also just don't fit in at all. Like we immediately <laughs> know we're not from downtown when we go downtown. We're just like, what are we doing here? <laughs> feels so out of place. Anyway. So where uh, do you live? Do you live specifically in like Portland no, proper or are you no, out? I'm yeah. in, yeah, Sherwood. So South yeah. Burbs of Portland. It's okay. pretty out nice. there. We like Oregon. Yeah. yeah. Actually, we're going cool. to um, Oceanside next week yeah. for vacation. Nice. So yeah, south of Cannon Beach there should be yep. awesome. Beautiful. 
Cool. So, okay. So 10 years of marriage at the time that you guys had started the blog and like, you're still like in love, things are going great. Like what, what do you think you did at the beginning of your relationship? I guess maybe at the beginning of your relationship when you were dating, even all the way back then, or at the beginning of your marriage that you feel like, man, I'm really glad we did that. Cause that really like set a good mm. foundation for us. That's a good question. I feel like we always, at least for me, I'm speaking. I feel like I, we always valued the things of God. And we always, we grew up, we both grew up in the church, I would say. Uh, yeah. Okay. Me more than you. Yeah. I mean, I came from a, speaking. yeah, but you came, I came from a single parent home. You had two parents. So there's like, you know, if you want to talk advantages, disadvantages or whatever, but yeah. I always, I don't know. I just kind of always grew up learning God's word, knowing God's word, valuing the things of God, wanting, my personality is very bent towards, you know, people pleasing. And I want to be, I don't want to be the troublemaker. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to break rules. And so that kind of fostered my faith, I think in a lot of ways until I met Ryan. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) No, I definitely tried to rise up to that level. I, I, this is going to sound like maybe hyper spiritual or whatever, and I don't want to derail what Selena just said, but I honestly think it's the grace of God over our for lives. Sure, for to sure. Even, yep. I shouldn't be where I'm at today. Yeah. I mean, accounts, there's no yeah. explanation and you had alluded to it earlier, Selena. There's, there's really no explanation aside from Christ for us to be having dated having been married and still married. There's no other reason. And so I, I guess that's just kind of the underlying, the bedrock of whatever we could kind of puzzle or like piece together on top yeah. of that. Yeah. And I think as far as what we pieced together early on, like Selena said, our faith was always kind of number one. We talked about Jesus together at a yeah. very young age. And divorce was never like it, even though you came from a diver- divorced home, it was, my, my I, dad was very adamant about teaching me like marriage is one man, one woman for life. Right. There's no plan B. And, and so, I had always thought that I had never yes. thought anything else. I had never. And you, yeah, we were on the same page with that. Yeah. And I think honestly, um, and just to distill it down to one thing specifically, our friendship has always been so absolutely like core. Mm-hmm. And so like we our were, first year of marriage was a party. We yeah. worked our tails off. We were both full-time students and full-time worked mm-hmm. and we're at church like 20, 30 hours a week. So like, we had no time for each other, but we were just best friends. So we had a blast doing whatever we were doing. It wasn't mean they were perfect. But I remember thinking after the first year of marriage, like, well, that was actually not so bad. Mm-hmm. Granted, there were, and we got married so young. I was 20. We were 20 and 21. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we didn't have any really bad habits or, like, <laughs> things, yeah. or any habits at all, really, at that moment. So, I think that one of, a lot of people are going to hear this and be like, man, I, that sounds amazing. But you guys are, like, just so rare. It's so, I mean, it really is the grace yeah. of God over your marriage. And it's so rare to, like, to be in that spot 10 years in and now coming up at 16 years, we're just like, man, we we're in the spot. Like when you have gotten to the places where things are hard and it's like, okay, Mm. life inevitably will throw difficult circumstances at you. Right. And so, and it sounds like instead of those things being the things that have kind of divided you or pulled you apart instead you've you've viewed each other as friendship friends but even deeper than that friendship is like we are co-laborers in christ we are we've been bound together uh, by the Mm -hmm. covenant of marriage and we're a team that's not going anywhere like Mm -hmm. i guess what is what does it look like for somebody that just feels like all right i it's hard to even relate because my marriage has been really hard and all over the place Mm -hmm. when you guys have gone in those hard spots what what does that look like for you well so that couple is not, we're not unfamiliar with, with yeah. the, who we're talking to. And I know that we do come across like we have this, you know, 
problem it's a, a, free. A, well, and it's very and like, like, oh, well, you good, good for you. You, yeah. you figured it out early and you guys are reaping the, you know, honestly, it's we been still fight. We still yeah. and so, walk through hard things with family and we still deal with stuff as far as like, how long do we deal with it? Like, you know, I have friends that, yes, there's more people than not that we know are struggling. Mm. Their marriage is dry. They've walked through some really, really hard things um, along the lines of, you know, infidelity, emotional affairs, those kinds of things. There's been a, a breach of trust division that's happened. And I think the biggest thing that they've said to me is that is like what we said before is I just don't, I don't feel like we're even friends anymore. Like we're mm. in the same house, but it's just, oh yeah, how's your day? Blah, blah, blah. How's this? And there's no real connection. They can't even, we can't even figure out how to be friends anymore, mm, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so I think, you know, what, what would you say to that couple? Yeah. Well, there's a saying, I can't remember who <laughs> said, said, I can't remember who said this. Said to them. <laughs> I can't remember who said this quote, but they said something to the effect of, um, love is friendship set on fire. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that sounds like one of those like hallmark sayings, right? But <laughs> yeah. it really is like at the core of love, you have friendship and that friendship is going to be the place that it's, it's where you kind of work your way back to the feelings of love, right? Mm-hmm. Cause love is, a, it's a choice and an action primarily. And we, we're, we're, we're shown, we're shown and equipped to love in the right. person and work of Christ and through the Holy Spirit. But at some point we have to choose and we, and even when we don't feel it, we, we need to choose it. That's what right. a covenant's all about. Right. Yeah. And so to that couple who's struggling, I would say the first thing you do is both of you throw out of your vocabulary, divorce, backup plans, mm-hmm. any, any other place to work out that love. Okay. So that needs to be thrown out. Now you're in this arena together. Mm-hmm. You have nowhere to go. Now start getting on the same page with the big truths. Okay. What is love? What does it mean to live out the actions of love in light of how Christ has loved us? That's the yeah. first one. What is covenant? You know, people say God is love. Well, Love is part of God's character, but he's also covenantal. He's also merciful. He's also just, mm-hmm. he's also holy. holy. And so there's all like, we need to understand namely covenantal, the covenantal character of God and how we are to, to reflect that as a married couple. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you finally have a place where you can say, okay, I'm choosing to love you because of this covenant, because I'm loved by Christ, because God has covenantal character. He's, this is for our good and for his right. glory. Okay, so how I can I love you? I feel this right now. Yeah, I don't feel this and this kind of grates yeah. on me and I don't really want to do this, but I've made this covenant and commitment. Well, and it's that trust, that faith yeah. to move forward where we actually start seeing the fruits of our faith. And that's where right. you start seeing, oh, our friendship is being rekindled and I actually love you, actually like you again because I'm choosing to love you. <laughs> and so it <laughs> just takes time. And, yeah. and, and there's no real easy answer, unfortunately, but you know, we do have the answers in God's word and in it's in, trusting when you don't, I think it's trusting when you don't feel it a lot, Yeah, you know, because yeah. again, love is not a feeling. It's, there are byproducts of, of love that absolutely come out yeah. in our feelings, but yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And so countercultural because mm-hmm. uh, what we hear <laughs> yes. right now is, uh, yeah. well, I just fell out of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in love and now I just fell out. And it's kind of like a, it's like this really like the Trump card that people just play. I just heard somebody say this recently, like, Oh right. no, we're cool. Like we were married for 15 years, but we just fell out of love and like, we're just different people. And it's like, well, what, <laughs> wait, what? Like, this is- <laughs> I, we've had people say that they say, yeah, my husband fell out of love with me. And I'm just like, Nope, not a thing. Yeah. Not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. What would you guys say to that? To like you. we hear it all the yeah. time, but what do you say? What are your thoughts on that? Like people saying they just fell out of love. 
Well, I think they just the have wrong a understanding. They just don't love. understand what love is. Yeah, in terms of yeah, Christ I mean, and- yeah, and they've that what they what they mean to say is that they stopped feeling the feelings of love, and effectively, yeah. their contract that they had with their spouse is up because they're no longer getting what they want from their spouse. Mm-hmm. So now they they are entitled. Because their contract, it's not a covenant to them, it's a contract. Mm. And now they're entitled they to they're entitled. break the contract yeah. and go go elsewhere for the thing that they that is Want due to them. Need, yeah. yeah, that's not covenant. That's not love. Yeah. That's right. And what's bound to happen is the next person will eventually fail on being a good God for them as well. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. none of us make good gods. Yeah. Mm-mm. So good. Yeah. You talk a lot about uh, how our marriage really is the gospel. I mean, this kind of ties in directly to what we're talking about, but the marriage really is the gospel that we're preaching to our kids, to the people around us. Like, what do you guys mean by that when you say that? Yeah. You know, for a lot of, for a lot of kids, right there, I mean, every kid that when they're, especially young, like, I don't know how old your kids are, Jared, but ours are, what just about, just about to be six, three. And then we have another one due here in about two, two months. And so, they, you know, we always are sharing the gospel in words to them. We're walking them through like the Jesus storybook Bible. We're singing Jesus loves me. We're praying. We're teaching them about, you know, sin and grace and all these different things. And you always wonder, like, are they actually hearing this? Is anything sticking? <laughs> <laughs> and I know we're just kind of filling the shelves. And at some point that they'll be able to take that information off the shelf and apply it to a, a space in their heart. But, and so one of the things that, um, you know, the gospel being, or your marriage being the gospel you're preaching to your kids is this, you're, you're showing them, you're not just telling them, but you're showing them what it means to love, to repent, to forgive, to, uh, to stick around. And mm-hmm. so they're basically seeing the character of Christ in, hopefully, in how you love and care for each other. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Selena, yeah, did you have any thoughts on that? I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Well, I was going to say they, they, and so they'll, they'll, you know, a lot of times we have a view of God based on the view of our own father, right? Or based on our view of authority. And I think, you know, ideally we're not perfect, but we can reflect to them to an extent the character of Christ and therefore the truth of the gospel so that, and if we're repentant toward our kids, which I think is an important part of parenthood mm-hmm. is saying, Hey, mm-hmm. I've totally, I blew it there. I'm sorry. Will you please forgive me? And I think seeing that in, in each other yeah. as yeah, spouses kids, helps the kids kind of identify well, with the they, gospel earlier. Yeah. And kids, they model and they see what you model and they absorb and they understand more than what you tell them. If you show them, they are 10 million times more likely to either imitate that or understand it at a at a deeper level. Mm. And so I think that's what we, you know, we definitely are trying to live out of the gospel. And it's an easy no, but when we mess up, those are the hard things times those are the hard things i think to admit to our mm. kids and to ourselves but those are the times where jesus really can shine brightly and yeah. we just have to be intentional about humbling ourselves which is not fun yeah. and you know leaning into jesus identifying you know what we're doing you know process through the situation and talk them through it and help them understand that feelings are just feelings and we don't always have to act on them and that, you know, God loves us when we are disobedient, you know, all those kinds of things. But modeling that, you know, with each other is so, um, it's so loud. I feel like it's just amplified to kids when they see that. So just quickly to help make that same point, if we, if we flip it on its head and we say, if you're say, say none of this stuff's true, right? Say I love Selena 
based on how she serves me and how, and how she does what I think she needs to do to fulfill me. Mm-hmm. And if she fails, then I no longer love her or show her love or I withhold love from her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think of how that's going to impact how your kids view love and how they view, um, even as a, as a husband and a father, I'm yeah. called to love my wife as Christ loved the church and I'm modeling that love of Christ for his bride, the church to them. How are they going to think? Well, as soon, as I, as soon as I screw up, that. Jesus is going to abandon me right. or he's going to, he's going to check out. He's yeah. not going to listen to me. And so I think it helps us drive the point home. If we look at the opposite, mm-hmm. what, what if the opposite is true? Yeah. And, uh, and we can even look at our own families of origin and see where that's maybe been the case or, or, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. So beautiful. I mean, it just reminds me of that, like the thought for our kids that they can see a, a clear example that they can be fully known and fully loved. Mm-hmm. Like my wife knows all of me. She knows all mm. my mess ups, my the wick, most wicked, darkest parts of who I am and still says, I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm, mm. I'm loving you fully. I'm chasing you down with my love re- passionately and relentlessly. Like where else are they going to see that kind of relentless love and that's just i think that's the glimpse that you're talking about yeah oh that's that's a model that's a that's a taste of this kind of god that my parents are talking about to Mm -hmm. me like there's this god that knows me fully in the midst of all my mess and still chooses to love me just like mommy and daddy know each Mm -hmm. other in their mess and still choose to love each other so good that's a beautiful thing man isn't it i mean Man, I just, every time I, I mean, just hearing you talk about the gospel, I'm like, well, how is this true? How is this actually the reality we get to live where we're loved not only by our spouses, but by the eternal God? And, mm-hmm. and it just makes me pray so hard that our kids mm-hmm. get a hold of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I go all the time back and forth on that. That's like, a, that's such a deep discussion and just God's sovereignty, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, but even the fact that God has placed our kids in our home is God's mm. goodness and God's sovereignty and really just reminds me like, oh, he's already chasing their hearts. Mm. The fact that he gave them a mommy and daddy that wants mm. them to know Jesus is evidence to me that he's pursuing their little heart. So I, even in the midst of all my stumbling and failing, I'm like, <laughs> uh, yes. he's, he's got something <laughs> yes. bigger. Uh, we're, both, we're both sighing with relief good. over here, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Yeah. Like, Man, I've never heard it said that way. I know that yeah. God puts us in their lives and puts them in our lives for that reason. But to hear yeah. you say it, that, it's evidence that he's already chasing them. Yeah, Man, that's such a sigh of relief and it's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, I have to so remind good. myself of that often. <laughs> uh, yeah. We were uh, talking a few minutes ago about you know people saying, you know, I've fallen out of love. I'm going to go look for love elsewhere. Selena, I've heard you talk about how like one of the best ways a wife can love her husband is when she's actually cherishes Christ the most. Like when she's most in love and delighting in Christ is when she's actually loving her husband the most. Like what, can you unpack that thought for me? Sure. Um, I think that's kind of how our relationship started. I felt like I was not looking to be with anyone, date anyone. And I just really wanted to focus on the Lord with a sounds hyper spiritual for a teenager, (laughs) but I was really, I really, I love Jesus and I loved, I love learning about his word. I love knowing God because I feel like I, still don't know him at 37 years old. There's still so much for me to learn Mm -hmm. and absorb. And the more I get to know him, the more I love him and the more I want to love those around me with that love, you know, beginning with my spouse, right? I want, I want to love him how Jesus loves him and how Jesus loves me. When I understand how Jesus loves me, then I can, I can understand that like Jesus loves me for me 
in, like you said, in my mess and everything. And that enables me and empowers me and frees me to love my husband the way he is and where he's at. Is mm. he perfect and you know, spiritually leading our family all the time and doing all the things that I think he should do. Are those the things that are dictating my love? Because if those, if that's how that goes, then man, I'm really, I'm really not, I'm failing big time when in the eyes of Jesus. Right. So it's like, you can't take both standards. You've got to take one or the other. And I take Jesus a standard. I take God in his, all of his grace, all of his mercy, all of his, like he never gets tired of my neediness. He never gets yeah. tired of my requests and my failings, you know, whereas like we look at our spouse and even take it to our kids and we're like, you still don't get it. Like <laughs> you still don't understand. And we get frustrated and we just want to walk away from the situation. And Jesus is like, persevere, persevere. Yeah. Like I am, I am all sufficient. I have everything mm-hmm. that you need in me. You, you life is, is complete. And so from there, you can, you, I'm commissioning you to love your husband, to encourage him, to walk with him, to meet him where he's at and just maybe stop having some expectations on him that (laughs) that (laughs) might, they might not be right. You know, I think it's just, it clears the air a bit for me and my heart and my head. And, you know, I get self-righteous all the time. And so Jesus is like. I'm sorry, who gave, who made you righteous? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. not me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, that's so good. I mean, just, I, what I came to mind when you were talking like that, like just God is just so much more long suffering than mm. we are as husbands. So true. <laughs> uh, he's such, he's a better listener. He's got more patience. <laughs> like he just does everything, but he's a better God. God <laughs> is a better God. And, uh, <laughs> I think there was a there was a point for Layla and I. I don't remember how long we had been married, but uh, probably at least five years. Where there was just this moment where I realized, like, oh man, like we suck at trying to be gods for each other, and <laughs> when we try to be, we just leave each other bitter towards each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we will never meet those deepest needs that our our souls are craving. And when I want her to be what she wasn't designed to be, um, mm-hmm. I get frustrated with her and she gets bitter at me and vice versa. <laughs> yeah. um, she'll be the first to tell you, by the way, that I suck at being a God. She's probably better <laughs> at it than I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. I'm real, I'm real, she's not good at it, but I'm real, real bad at it. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have we have people all the time in the dad tired community like constantly asking like hey you guys what marriage resources are out there like is there anything me and my wife can do together you guys are putting out like tons of good marriage resources and gospel centered ones which uh, which sounds kind of weird and crazy but like that can be rare like not just yeah. like, fluffy marriage advice but like yeah. gospel centered marriage yeah. advice and gospel centered marriage resources uh, can you just like tell us about all the things that you have so that our listeners can find some good resources to do together as a couple. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm happy to do you. that. <laughs> so that is kind of the big underlying tone of everything is that we kind of see, and this is just being transparent. We see marriage as just an excuse to talk about the gospel. <laughs> and so yeah, the marriage stuff kind of feels like, you know, I, we don't see ourselves as a marriage people or people that are ministering. We're just like, gospel proponents who happen <laughs> to be talking to marriages. Yeah. Yep. And anyway, so a lot of our writing and Instagram and books come from that perspective. Now, as far as resources, I, I would just point, so I, I would point people to, we have two pairs of devotionals and they're, we have, they have specific purposes. We're actually going to record a podcast tomorrow on this, mm-hmm. but basically pursue and, and 
pray and pursue are kind of the two key words. We have a pair of uh, prayer devotionals. It's called 40 Prayers for My Wife and 40 Prayers for My Husband. That's at 40prayers.com. And the whole point of prayer is that we go to God from a place of need, right? wanting to mm. commune with him, wanting more of him, himself, the giver, wanting the creator of the universe to, to be in commune with him and go to him because we need his help, right? And we need his his ear and we need to hear his voice. And so a lot of times when I don't pray, it's because I think I've got everything handled. Mm, Right. And so that's why there's this dichotomy between pray and pursue because pursue is the other side of it. Meaning that I've prayed, I've asked God for help. He's given me the help. He's given me grace to love my wife. Well, he's given me himself on the cross. Mm. So now out of that being helped, I'm called to pursue with intention and to pursue with the help of the Holy Spirit and self-discipline and self-control and patience and love and all these things. Mm-hmm. So it's pray and pursue. And the, the second pair of devotions is called the 31 day pursuit challenge. And that's mm-hmm. a 31 day thing where it's basically, there's like a pretty hardcore action every day, <laughs> whether it's having a hard conversation or buying, you know, flowers or sending a text, there's something for 31 days to where you can kind of pursue each other with actions of love mm-hmm. and everything. And then there's a hu- the husband and the wife version. They go side by side. So by the time you're, you're done with it together, you end on the 31st day with kind of a grand finale. Right. So and people anyway. have asked us if they can, if their husband wouldn't do it with the wife, is it okay if the wife doesn't? Absolutely. Like, Talk about one-way pursuit, love, uh, Jesus, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, that's even the so, best way to do it, probably. <laughs> I mean, yes, either of these can be done uh, on their own, but obviously together is is um, ideal. Yeah, and so anyway, just to find those, you can go to fiercemarriage.com, and there's a shop button there. You can find everything on our shop there. Yeah, well, I mean, for the, those of you guys who are listening right now, like it really is hard to find gospel-centered stuff. And if you want to like step up as the leader of your home and like just pursue your wife, I know that a lot of guys who are listening, it's just like I don't know what to do. I'm like trying to stumble my through my way through this. I, I feel stuck. Like just buy the books and just like take your wife on a date and say, hey, can we stumble through this together? Like, I don't know what I'm yeah. doing, but here's a resource that Jared said would be cool. Can we go through it together? And <laughs> That's uh, bro, I promise you, like your wife is going to love you for doing that <laughs> and just being willing to to take a risk and to step out in that way. So that's really easy, man. Just buy the books. And- there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, you got to, you got to read the scripture and stuff too. That helps. Yeah. Well, I guess that's, yeah, buy the books and read them. Yeah. yeah. And go through them. That's my, I always buy things and I don't actually read them. <laughs> that's good. That's good advice. Thank you. for uh, <laughs> uh, I like, I've been for the last couple of interviews, uh, I've just been making stuff up as I go. And so I'm going to do that again. I don't, I don't know if this will be a thing we always do, but for this episode, so I'm going to personally buy those uh, two sets, uh, the prayers and the pursuit, and then we'll just give them away to a listener who's listening to this. So if you uh, share the uh, share the episode and tell your friends about it, just make sure you tag me in it so I can see. I can't give you one if I don't actually see what's going on. So just tag yeah. me. But, well, uh, yeah. If we're making stuff up, can I, I'll, I'll make something up too. Make some I, up, <laughs> yeah. I would love to. Um, so the, bun- the bundles run like 20, 22 bucks, something like that. Uh, but I'd love to do another five dollars off. Just use the promo code Dad Tired, and we'll, oh, we'll make that beautiful. work for for the for the near term. I'm not sure when this is going to air, but we'll we'll make sure it works for at least a couple weeks after after this airs. So awesome, man! Well, thank you. That's super gracious of you. Yeah. 
Awesome. Thank you, guys. Uh, you've got like a baby about to come. You've got stuff to do. So thanks for taking the time to hang out today. This has been fun. Thank you. No, it's been fun. We like to do all the things at once, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. it's right within our wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, well, rest, rest up, take a walk or, well, wait a little bit for taking a walk, but in like seven <laughs> weeks, go take a walk or six weeks. Yeah, exactly. You know how it works. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. We do. We have our uh, third. So it just came. We have got. We've got a five year gap. So we've got eight, six, and uh, eight months. Oh wow! Wow, so, yeah. that's awesome. So it's, what's the inside track on the third kid? What, how do I? How do I figure it out? <laughs> okay, here's my thoughts on it. I'm keeping. <laughs> we're rolling still. I got a recording just in case somebody else is in this position. <laughs> yes. uh, so I was for sure like done with two. Like no, I, we had we had a boy first, and then we had a girl. And I'm like, this is it. Like this is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> got a dream. Yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I won't go into all the details, but I was with my friend for a week, a good buddy of mine, and we were on a work trip and he was just hounding me the whole time. Like, Jared, you need to have more kids. You're depriving the world. What are you doing? Why aren't you making more babies? And he just like chipped away at me. And I didn't know, but my wife was like, like, she was like really wanting to have more. And so I just text her. I'm like, Hey babe, uh, I, I think we should have another. And she's like, done, like get home. Let's make a baby. I'm like, okay, what's going on? And, uh, so anyway, that's like how Ella came, <laughs> but, that's awesome. uh, but so here's the thing to answer your question. We had that five year gap. Um, and that everyone was like three so hard. You're outnumbered. You're going to like zone defense, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Us having that big gap has been so helpful. Like, I don't know if it's the third that we feel more comfortable or the third plus a big gap, but we just feel like way more pro at being parents now than we did with the first one. That's Um, good. That's good to hear. I love it. I feel like, I feel like it right now. I'm like, I mean, ours are two and a half years apart right now, but then this one will be a full like three years uh, and six. And these, and having two girls, it's like having two extra mommies. Like that's all they talk about. They're so excited. And yeah, I think the gap, I mean, nobody's in diapers except this one, you know, and I'm just like, man, I just, I feel good. And I don't know if I'm like just living in ignorance. It's just bliss right now. No, I think it's it's, going to be great. I think it's going to be great. Like we have enjoyed Ella, the, this, our newest baby more than we have enjoyed like the baby stage with our first two. Cause we just, we're just relaxed into it. Like you just, the stuff that we really, you know, you like stress about, you just don't stress about it anymore. Like, yeah, she's yeah. going to be fine. Eventually she'll sleep. Like she'll eat. Like it's fun. You just enjoy it. <laughs> totally. And uh, yeah, you guys are going to do awesome. Now I want like a hundred kids. So now I'm trying to convince my wife. See, like, I'm trying to get Sam on that bandwagon. Yeah. He's like, what about one more? And I'm like, babe, no, we got to talk. Let's get one at a time. One kid at a time. We don't make decisions until the next kid's well, here. Yeah, Unless God gives us two at a time. That's what I'm case. trying to go for. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get some twins going. Yeah, anyway. go. <laughs> thank you move. guys. I know, I know. I gotta, I gotta, gotta buy the book. I gotta get the book and go through there the book, go. take her out to dinner, read it. Yeah, guaranteed twins by Dad Hyde Publishing. <laughs> That's what got the promo code. Okay, there anyway, we can keep going. Yeah, thank you guys. This has been so much fun. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. Thank this has been a blast. You.